You're listening to the Tenuto Podcast, presented by 4th Street Records. I'm your host, Kevin Lynch, and here we go! Alright, welcome back to another episode of the Tenuto Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Lynch, and today is Tuesday, March 20th, 2018. This podcast is designed to bring you interviews from some of the best music educators, whether they be band, orchestra, or chorus teachers in the country. And today, we've got a special, special band director. Uh, He's been on the podcast before. His name is Mark Pages. I went to college with him. We have a good talk about his transition from elementary general music to becoming a high school band director at Y High High School. Um, He's enjoyed a lot of success there with the marching band, winning championships this year, and uh, he just had his first festival experience as a high school marching band director and a high school band director, so we talked about that a lot. Really, really cool interview. I hope you guys liked it, but before we get into that, if you haven't already, please go to Facebook.com and like our Facebook page to become a Tinutonian. That is our fan group. They have named themselves. They're crazy. They're wild people. But, uh, yeah, so go ahead. Go like that Facebook group now if you haven't already. And before we get to the interview, this year, 2018, we've started a new segment called What's Going On in My Classroom. So let's break out into that. What's Going On in My Classroom? Here is the segment. So a few weeks ago, I I went to the all-district band event. It was a really, really awesome event for me because I got my student teaching cooperating teacher. His name's Chad McCartney, episode three. If you don't know him, you can go listen to his episode. But uh, he's actually one of my idols as a music teacher, someone I strive to be like. And he came down, conducted our all-district band. Um, and he conducted the top band, so the top ensemble, but we actually have two ensembles. So the second ensemble um, was conducted by this lady named Beth Paquette. And throughout my teaching, I've wanted to come up with ways that I can teach 16th notes and have kids visualize 16th notes, um, counting 16th notes. You know, it's, it's something that to me has not been an easy route, especially with seventh and eighth grade. And I've, I've tried a bunch of different methods, but She used one during her teaching that worked really, really well. So I'm going to try to explain it to you guys. It's going to be an interactive experience here on the Tenuto podcast. So just be ready for it. So she started out and she told everybody to hold up their hand with four fingers. So if you're listening in the car, be careful. But what I want you to do is hold up your hand and four fingers. Don't see your thumb. Just look at your four fingers and put them all down and up at the same time. And it's one, two three four one two three four those are quarter notes right four fingers quarter notes going up and down at the same time in a pulse looks like a quarter note looks like you're you're tapping a beat okay now do the spock the star trek thing where you divide them equally so your pointer and middle are together and your ring finger and pinky are together and you're gonna move them as two separate units and they're going to represent eighth notes okay a quarter note was the four fingers split them up now they're eighth notes 
So one and two and three and four and. If you move them every time you say something, um, it should look like eighth notes, okay? Now, split those up into two. So now you should just see four fingers. Your pointer finger is one, middle finger is E, ring finger is and, and pinky finger is a. Uh. So if it was going to a beat, it'd be one E and a, two E and a, three E and a, four E and a. And every time you said the letter or the syllable, you point that finger down. So the, the kids are able to visualize 16th notes on their finger. Everybody has four fingers. Beth Paquette was doing this with the students. It was working really, really well. And then this is how she taught dotted eighth, 16th notes was she put her pointer, middle, and ring finger together, kept the pinky out. And it was easy to visualize what that looked like. It was a, you know, three 16th notes tied together and then one on the end. One, a two, a three, a four. And you can teach this a bunch of different ways. So this is, I'm, I'm starting to do this in my classroom. The kids are starting to pick up. I think the biggest fear I've heard from teachers is the fact that they're afraid that this, the students can't do it with their fingers. Um, just give it a try because it's actually a lot easier than you would think. So that's what's going on in my classroom. I'm teaching these 16th notes and also I have assessments tomorrow despite a big snowstorm coming that's probably gonna delay it to next Monday. Um, but very excited about that. And very excited to share with you this interview with Mark Pages, one of my good friends from college. Talks about his experiences becoming a high school band director in his first year. So let's kick to that now. Thanks for listening, here's Mark. All right, I am here with the Mark Pages out of Weehee High School, first year high school band director. Mark, thank you so much for, for coming on the show, man. Did you just call it Weehee High School? Is that what it is? Why, why high? <laughs> you know, from all the Facebook posts, I like to just think of it as Weehee. I think it's, I, I don't know, it's more fun I, that way. Yeah, Wicomico County. I call it Wicomico sometimes. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> All right, so why high high school? Wicomico High, yep. Awesome. So this is your first year as a high school band director. Last year you were an elementary general music teacher. Can you talk a little bit about the difference between the two of those jobs this year? Well, um, first off, I was not only just an elementary teacher, I was a primary school teacher. So I only taught up to second grade, so it was K-1-2. Um, it was it, it was a big transition. However, working as a kindergarten, first, and second grade teacher, I learned a lot about classroom management and learning how to just do things in a classroom. And now that I've figured those things out, I am now able to just focus on the music a little bit more at the high school level. I mean, the kids are the same. The kids obviously just respond a little bit better to certain instructions, but I definitely honed my skills, I think, last year. Um, and then this year, like I said, it's just all about the music. Yeah, and you said... You Classroom management has been a lot easier for you this year, right? For sure, yeah. Just, I mean, like even the rules are the same. Uh, how I transition from thing to thing, and how I have my kids enter the classroom, how I have them leave the classroom. Like a lot of the things that they don't teach you at uh, music school and teacher school, I learned last year yeah. as a elementary teacher. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that I wish I had learned more of in college was classroom management stuff. So, mm -hmm. Because I feel like that was all, like, my first year of teaching, like, learning how to handle that kind of stuff with 86th graders with brass instruments in their hands. Yeah, Pretty for hard sure. To manage. 
and just and like learning about the county was so much easier since the schedule was a lot i mean it was more like nine to five essentially i was able to learn a lot about the county and how the county worked and how the school district seemed to function and now like the paperwork is easy like if i was just thrown into this job right out the gate i I don't know how i would have survived yeah so yeah i learned yeah. a lot that about that too <laughs> so uh has it always been your dream to be a high school band director? What was the thought process between, um, you know, applying for a new job or staying with the uh, the old job? So I'm still in the same county. Um, okay. I never, honestly, never wanted to be a high school band director. I always wanted to do what you're kind of doing now, which is the middle school band director and working with the high school as an assistant. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, I thought it's either now or never. Um, I'm not committed to anything. I'm, you know, I'm young, I'm wild and free, as they say, and I could go to the high school and just work because obviously it's a, it's a lifestyle. It isn't just a job. Yeah. Um, it's just, I've, I've, uh, at the high school, it's, it's, it's a work in progress for sure. It's definitely going to take a couple of years to get up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but when so you say it's a lifestyle, not a job, can you elaborate on that a little? Well, like even for last week, it's a perfect example. Um, on Tuesday, I had to set up for basically an adjudication, and we call it festival around here. I was at school from 7 in the morning, actually 6.30 in the morning to about 7.30 at night. And then the following day, I hosted the Navy uh, band Commodore, the jazz band out of the Navy, and I was there again from like 7.30 in the morning to, I guess, around, actually it was closer to 9 o'clock, just cleaning up and, and tearing down. So those two back-to-back days of just being there all day, every day. And in the marching band season, forget about it. I'm there every day, <laughs> 10 hours a day. Saturday, all-day competition, taking 80 kids and buses up two hours away up in Delaware. And oh, man. I guess, yeah, it was I know. Lifestyle. Yeah, that that marching band season is hard to beat time management-wise. But you mm-hmm. also decided to coach winter track this year, too. Yeah, indoor track. That was a big mistake. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I I mean, I'll be a little bit honest. It was more about the money, but I enjoyed working with those kids and getting away from the music scene. Um, yeah. And definitely you inspired me to do that a little bit too since you coach uh, girls basketball. Yeah. So I was like, well, I always wanted to try coaching. Let me see if I'm any good at it. I, I made, shot. Yeah. Yeah. I made good relationships with kids who I would normally not make relationships with at the high school level. So, right. I mean, I, reg- I, reg- I regret it from a time aspect. Um, I was a little burned out at points, but – um, now that I have free time, I'm definitely more appreciative and don't take take it for granted. <laughs> yeah. I love that we can kind of just, like, relate to each other in that aspect. I don't know. We're both second-year teachers, and we both are going through the same stuff. So it's like, I don't know. It's kind of nice that there's someone else out there who's doing the same stuff I am. Yeah. So I can just, like, give you a call one day and be like, man, I'm so tired of coaching and being at school until, like, 9. And you're just yep. like, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> we cope with each other. The coping mechanism. <laughs> yeah. So when you were applying for the high school job, did you talk about your experience on Tenuto? Because I'm not trying to brag over here or anything, but I'm sure it helped a little bit. Am I right? Uh, I, I, I guess so. Um, and actually, <laughs> I didn't even apply for the job. It just fell into my lap. Oh, um, wow. Oh, that's nice. Towards, towards the end of the year, I was like uh, my supervisor knew that I wanted to be a band director, and somebody was retiring. Uh, the middle school band director, one of the middle schools was retiring, and I ended up accepting the job, and I was transferred over uh, to, to start the, the, the school year 2017-2018 at Salisbury Middle School. And then in June, I get a phone call from my supervisor saying, hey, 
the high school band director, Lillian, is moving down to the middle school, another middle school, would you be interested? She put your name in the pot. And I was like, uh, sure. I said, and I said it without hesitation. And that's how I got the job. Wow. So then that, and then our friend Laura, she got the middle school job. And, you know, now, I mean, things are working out really well. So it just, like I said, it just fell in my lap. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about your feeder programs? Are there two middle schools that feed your high school? There are. So it, it's county-based, so it's not just the school district. Okay. We have uh, 26 schools altogether. I would say maybe 15 or so uh, middle, uh, elementary schools and primary schools. We have about four main high or yeah four high schools. Three of them are within the two mile radius, and then we have about four middle schools as well. Okay. Um, most of my kids go to Wyatt-Comico Middle, and then they go to Y High. But I also get like a couple from Bennett Middle, and I get a couple from Parkside. Um, most of Laura's kids at Salisbury Middle, the middle school I would have taught at. They end up going to, I believe, half of them actually go to Bennett and half of them go to Parkside. So, it, I mean, it's very uh, gerrymandered districts, I want to say. Yeah. But, um, I mean, a good chunk of my kids come from one middle school. And that they have the previous director from my high school is now at that middle school. Gosh. So, she, so she, she talked a lot about, like, backwards mapping her instruction. and was like, oh, I know what they need to know at the high school level, so I know what they need to know by the end of eighth grade. Yeah. Which definitely yeah, helps. that's got to be super helpful. Yeah, and for sure. Obviously, I mean, you don't even have a full year under your belt yet in high school. But what mm-hmm. are some of the things you're doing for recruiting? Because that's that's kind of hard to recruit from what three different schools that not all of them are direct feeders. I mean, how how do you go about recruiting for your program for next year? Uh, well, there there has been an annual eighth grade football night where the eighth graders of Wicomico Middle come up to the high school and they join us. Uh, we play the Star Spangled Banner together, and then they watch the field show and they get an idea for what it's like. I also had the opportunity to warm up with them this this year, and I got them in a big circle and I heard the sounds of what was going on. I was like, wow, this is this is fantastic. So that was one way. Um, prior to that, I also went down to the the, the middle school. And I rehearsed a little bit with them. And they meet in sectional blocks, so they don't meet as a full band every day. They meet, like, as woodwind, eighth-grade woodwinds and an eighth-grade brass. Yeah. So I got to see them for a little bit, and I got to know some faces and whatnot. Um, as far as the other schools, it helps that one, Laura's my roommate, and I could talk to her. And I know I get, I'm getting about four or five percussionists from her school, so I was able to go down there and visit and get to see exactly who would be coming up. Um, as far as the other school, I don't really visit because I think this year I only got one student from Bennett. Um, but I, I mean, I try to keep my like, keep the the face of the name kind of thing. Like, oh, that's Mr. Pages. Like, let me let me go talk to him. Yeah, kind of yeah, thing. that's nice. Mm-hmm. And normally when they see me, they're like, uh, "Is that a high school kid?" And I'm like, "No, I'm the band director." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the young band director problem. Mm-hmm. That happens to me a lot too. But yeah, it's actually starting to happen less. Which is oh, it's, yeah, especially since you can't grow any facial hair, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, so talking about your classroom a little bit, you were just getting ready for your festival or yep. your assessments. Were there any teaching techniques that you used that maybe were a little bit, like, abnormal or different that maybe educators could learn from if you talked about it on the podcast? Um, yeah, I mean, we both have similar experiences at Penn State, so it might not necessarily be weird to us, but um, mm-hmm. I, I definitely took a lot of what Prof. 
Professor Dennis Glockey does at Penn State. And the way we just warm up, like we start with scales and then we warm up with a, a tuning corral, basically. We just build chords. And then we go into an actual corral that is in that key. And then we play a song that's in the same key, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. uh, for whatever reason, the kids think it's mind-boggling. They're like, oh. So not only are we just playing, but we're also incorporating uh, the theory aspect. Um, I think a week before festival or assessment, as you guys call it in Virginia, we did a circle rehearsal. Mm-hmm. So obviously just put the kids in a circle and then just play. Um, Why do you like this circle? I mean, they get they just listen. It's a different setup, and they're not sitting next to each other in the sections, and they actually love it. I mean, it's another – I think it's a morale booster for them. Um, some other things we've done is we just listened. We played Irish Tune by Percy Granger. And mm-hmm. um, on some days when I had tracks, I did give them articles and whatnot instead of having them practice and just, like, learning about the composer. I mean, simple stuff like that. But then we also – like, I went on YouTube, and I found a, the, a piano recording, a Percy Granger playing Irish Tune on the piano and the kids they just they just soaked it up so we've been doing a lot of listening and instead of playing cool awesome yeah Mm -hmm. sounds like you prepared them really well sounds like it was a good first experience how was the sight reading room because i mean did you have assessments in pa in pa or festival i did have adjudication so i kind of understood how the sight reading room went Okay. As, I mean, for someone who's new in the area, if I never went through an adjudication myself, I could see like, uh, this is weird. Yeah. But um, in the site reading room, I did prepare them. I we pulled, I don't even know, like six or seven different band pieces, pieces of li- literature, and I just threw them at them constantly yeah. in the past two months. Um, and I went through the process of like, we're not going to talk in this room. When you get your folder, you have two minutes to look at it. Um. I will talk you through it. We can't make a sound. Let's clap. Let's play. Let's, or I mean, like air tongue is what I call it. Make a sound through your instrument without making the actual sound. So blow air through it. Um, Like, does anybody know what this is or that? And actually in the sight reading room for festival, there was a word that I didn't know in the the piece. And I was like, God, does anybody in this room know what verbito means? And it was dead silent. I was like, good, because I don't know what it is either. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to assume through context clues that it's forte and accented, so I think it means strong and powerful. So let's play it that way. There you go. So just teaching the – So just like like, coming to conclusions together and and working as a team. Yeah. And one of the comments the sight reading judge said was like, you should use more of your time. I'm like, there's nothing else I can talk about. I, You know, either they're going to get these quarter notes and eighth notes or not. Uh, I mean, it was an easier piece. It was a grade two, and we were sight reading, I think, grade threes and fours, and I think I threw a grade five at them at some point. Yeah, so so, I mean, so they were prepared. They were well yeah. prepared. Yeah, mm-hmm. for um, sure. <laughs> well, Mark, it sounds like things are going pretty good for you down at Weehee. Oh, God, we yeah, Weehee, Wicomico <laughs> High School. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate you coming on. Before we go, I just want to give you a quick rapid fire. Oh, here we go. This is my favorite part. Are you ready? Uh, I, I'm as ready as I can ever be. All right, how many cups of coffee do you have a day? Two. Alright, Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Um, favorite lunch to bring to school? Uh, well, I've been eating a salad. I ate a salad today, but uh, normally rice and beans and a little bit of chicken. Because okay. I'm Cuban, you know. <laughs> Get that Cuban food in there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, what's your morning routine like? Uh, well, I, I, actually, I said this the last time I was on there. Okay, so the, the alarm rings, I snooze, I turn on my lights, I snooze again, 
I snooze again. Mm -hmm. I snooze again. Yeah. And then I snooze one more time just to make sure that it's almost like half an hour before I have to be at school. Then I take a shower, put my Jimmy Dean in the microwave, get my coffee to go. Normally, I always say I'm going to drink my coffee in the morning, but I don't. I always get it to go. And then I end up at Y High. (laughs) We have to be there at 735. I'm there at 734, swiping in. There you go. Yeah. Well, see, I know I asked you that question last time. I was just checking to see if it was consistent. Oh, yeah. Okay. I wanted to see if you had changed it up at all, you know, becoming a high school band director. Well, I think the Jimmy Dean thing is a little different because I I got lazy in the morning. There you go. (laughs) Well, Mark Pages. Thank you well, so, so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Kevin. It's an honor. Uh, yeah, thank you so much. Have a great All day. Right. All right, and thank you so much to Mark again for coming on the show. Stay tuned for more episodes coming out every Tenuto Tuesday of the year. We've got some good guests coming up. If you haven't heard of Dylan Owen, get to know him. Because he's coming on the show. That's right. The famous rapper, Dylan Owen. One of my childhood idols is going to be on in the coming weeks. Um, So get excited for that. And have an amazing, amazing Tuesday.